The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend. 55, and a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. DraftKings, the official fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share on these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize of up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Crawshaw joining me as always. Chase, how are we feeling this morning? I'm doing all right. Hanging in a little tired, but what's new? How about you? I'm doing pretty well. It's a Sunday morning. Well, not really morning. It's 142, but a little bit early for us as, you know, we're we're big gamers. We like to uh, stay up late and, you know, have a little um, Xbox time. But, you know, uh, 142 brings a lot of fun because there's already hockey going on. Uh, unfortunately, there's no football because Super Bowl is next weekend. Uh, we got a little break here, but uh, some hockey already going, and it's going to be a great Sunday. Yeah, definitely should be. Definitely should be. All right, Chase. Well, today's episode, we are going to be doing some breaking news because uh, there has been a little bit of that recently. Uh, we're also going to be looking at a, a game review, going to be looking at that Carolina game that we had, as well as the Nashville game that we played just last night, I believe. Um, so some fun stuff to look forward to. We're also going to be talking about the games we get to look forward to, which of course includes Nashville on Monday when you're listening to this, but we really wanted to get into the Detroit Red Wing games that are coming up on Wednesday and Friday, but, uh, then we will end it with hockey name of the day and that'll do it. So we'll start with the breaking news, Chase, uh, something that I don't think anyone saw, especially the Pittsburgh Penguins ownership as general manager Jim Rutherford has stepped down from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, when it first happened, there was really no uh, correlating news with it. So it was kind of a weird thing. It's like, oh, kind of came out of nowhere, but probably a good thing for the Penguins. He's been mismanaging that team for quite a few years now. Uh, but eventually it came out that he wanted to trade Crystal Tang, that he had a trade done, but ownership told him no. So he said, you know what? I'm, I'm just done here. Why, why, why deal with this? You're not going to let me do what I want. And I mean, I don't blame him. Um, you know, Mike, if, if you were a GM uh, and your ownership told that to you, what would you do? Or if you were um, an owner and a GM came to you 
and wanted to trade a star player like that, what would you do? Uh, if I was a GM and wasn't allowed to do what I wanted to, uh, I'd probably talk to ownership first and be like, here's why I think it's beneficial to the team. Here's why it's not. If they still disagree, then uh, I'd probably do the same thing and leave. But... I mean, looking at the point of view of Mario Lemieux, the ownership team in Pittsburgh, like if you're trading Chris Letang, that's their best defenseman. You might as well trade Crosby and Malkin too. That's how I see it. I mean, the team is currently in a playoff spot. I don't get why you want to trade your best defenseman. Um, I haven't I haven't watched much Pittsburgh games this year, so I don't know. Maybe Latane had a little bit of a dip. Uh, but as far as I know, he is definitely the most surefire defenseman on that team. I don't know why Jim Rutherford want, would want to get rid of him. Yeah, you know, I'm, I get what you're saying, and I, 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 I kind of agree. But at the same time, that that Penguins team, they're, they're not they're not ready to win. Like they, they they're just not good enough to win right now. It's just the truth, and they're only declining. They they might have a worse prospect pool than we do. Honestly, they might have the worst prospect pool in the NHL. So they, they, they really need to start kind of preparing for that future. They're going to have to prepare for life without Crosby and Malkin, unless they're going to try to make us somehow make a push for one more team in the cup. They're going to trade away a bunch of picks to do that. And then really pigeonhole themselves in the future. But I mean, like they, they got to start thinking about what's going to happen going on in the future. Well, this is where I disagree with you as well. Um, Cause it, if you do plan for the future and want to get rid of Latane, you're not getting rid of Crosby. That's not going to happen. And Crosby is good enough to steal you a couple games. So you're never going to be a bottom of the league team to try to get a good draft pick, try to get uh, a good player out of the draft. That's just not going to happen. And right now with how the divisions sit, you got Buffalo, New Jersey, and both New York teams underneath the Penguins. Both New York teams have struggled mightily. And this Penguin team is better than Buffalo and New Jersey. So Right now, they're in the playoffs. Right now, if it can, if the season continues, I don't see any way the Penguins miss the playoffs because if these New York teams are struggling, then uh, I, I I see no reason the Penguins can't make it with Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. And I just last thing before we move on to, to say that Crosby getting moved isn't happening. Uh, if Wayne Gretzky can get traded multiple times, anybody can get traded. So I don't like saying it's just flat out impossible for someone like you know in Crosby's situation to get moved because. Really, it is possible, but I mean, I I'd also agree that it probably won't happen. Um, so they're they're just they're in a bad spot. I I, I feel bad for them, kinda. At the same time, I really don't because it's just one less team to be really competitive against with, for Tampa. So you know, best of luck in their GM search, and maybe they can uh you know like well, right now their uh, assistant GM he stepped up to the job. He he's a Swede, so if maybe he can take over that role full time, have a have a Swedish GM, they'd be pretty cool. But I'm gonna guess that's not happening. Yeah, so we will have to wait and see what happens on that front. But moving on, we have some uh, player movement news as Tony D'Angelo gets placed on waivers and Travis Konechny, a healthy scratch. Yeah, so two kind of like two good skill, prominent players um, kind of getting shafted by their teams. Uh, Tony D, he struggled this year. Uh, Travis Konechny, he struggled this year. So uh, it, it makes sense. To, I mean, to find out wave the dude is a little much. Um I'm sure his off ice, uh, you know, well, I don't know what to even call it, but uh, I, I don't know him off the ice. I'm, I'm sure it has something to do with this as well. Uh, it'd be hard to say that it doesn't. And then, yeah, Travis Konechny, he's just been struggling for Philly. He needs to pick up his game a little more because he's an incredibly skilled dude. Um, both, but both these guys, um, like I'd be shocked if Tony D is not claimed, and I'd be shocked if Konechny is not back in the lineup full time pretty soon. 
Yeah, absolutely. Especially with how big of a season Tony D'Angelo had last season. I mean, the guy was excellent. I mean, he he finally had that true huge breakout uh, ever since he got drafted in the first round by Tampa. You know, it looked like he was going to be a bust. Uh, Two years ago for the Rangers, he put up 30 points. And then last year, put up 53 points in 68 games. Looked like a really good offensive defenseman for that Rangers team. So a little weird seeing him on waivers. Uh, I, I am in the same boat, Chase. I assume that he gets claimed by someone. Just the offensive prowess he showed last year. How do you not pick him up, you know? Um, and then, yeah, of course, Travis Konechny. Uh, I wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be shocked at all if he's back up in the lineup in you know a couple days from now. But let's move on to talk some Tampa breaking news as Andre Palat breaks the 500 game mark for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you know, pretty cool. Good for him. Uh, he's someone he, you know, he's really battled to get where he is in his career. He's he's been a hard worker this whole time. Um, he wasn't necessarily like an extremely highly touted guy coming into the NHL, but he's really, you know, he's made a case for himself as, as an NHL player. He's had quite a good career so far. He's still got a lot of years left, so maybe he can reach that thousand game mark with Tampa one day. Um, it wouldn't be impossible. It'd be pretty cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. Andre Palat has been a great player for our team, helped us definitely in the Stanley Cup run last year and will be a big help for hopefully another run this year. But uh, Chase, we now talk about Ovi, the best goal scorer of all time. And going back to if Wayne Gretzky can get traded, Sidney Crosby can get traded. Uh, well, that makes Ovi can get traded too. But I don't see that happening as he is now seventh all time in goals for the NHL. Yeah, in Washington, as long as Sam Sonoff can step up his play a little bit more, they're a legit cup contender too, so like he's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, Ovi ties Mike Gartner for seventh all-time, 708 goals. You know, it's it just, it's super impressive. The Ovi, if he's not going to break the record by the time he retires, he's going to at least be in second place. Uh, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. We really want him to break that record. We all know he's the best pure goal scorer of all time. Uh, it's been an absolute treat to watch, and it would really suck if the lockouts and COVID really kind of screwed him over getting that record. Yeah, absolutely. That would suck ass, to be to be blunt about it. Uh, we all want to see Ovi break the record, and if he does that, I think everyone will be cheering in the streets. Even the most heated Crosby versus Ovechkin fans, and they're on the Crosby side, I think – Everyone wants to see Ovi break it. So uh, going to be very exciting to continue to watch his goal records mount as he continues to climb this ladder. But Chase, uh, in a year of 2021, COVID is uh, continuing to wreck the sports landscape. And uh, we saw a couple more games get canceled with, I think, Vegas's schedule or rescheduled, not canceled, excuse me. Um, but I, I think this one is completely new as a game in the AHL got canceled in the middle of them playing. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Uh, it was the Henderson Silver Knights against the San Jose Barracuda. They played two periods, and all of a sudden, comes out in the intermission. Oh, the game will be canceled, postponed, whatever the wording was. Due to COVID protocol, no, this is not due to any positive tests. So I don't know what the hell any of that means. Um, why the hell you got to cancel a game in the middle of it? When there's no positive tests, what COVID protocol could have been broken? It was super strange. Um, I, you know, you figure that they would have everything planned and ready to go in cases like, like, how, how do I want to say this? They, they would make sure that everything was going to be good before a game started. If, if there was something that they might have been breaking protocol wise, you think they'd have that figured out before the game, right? 
Yeah, you would think so, but I and the fact that there was no positive cases and the protocol has you know been broken and they have to cancel the game because of it. I don't know. It's super weird. Um, I'm sure that I I don't know which team broke protocol, but I'm sure the other team was like, "What the hell is happening right now?" So uh, it definitely would have been a sight to see if if it could have been possible where fans were there, I would love to see some of the Twitter rants that were happening. Obviously, oh, there yeah. weren't any fans, but that, that would have been a sight to see. Um, definitely an unusual circumstance for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's something that you're probably not going to see again the rest of the year because whatever the hell happened, they're going to make sure it doesn't happen again in, in any level of hockey, really. Absolutely. So, Chase, we're going to go to a quick commercial break uh, for everyone to check out the Blues Notes podcast uh, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. But on the other side of the break, we're going to be looking at some of the games we just recently played against the Carolina Hurricanes and Nashville Predators. And then we're going to look into the future at the Detroit Red Wings matchup. So we'll be right back. And now the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammate, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blue's first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Braden Chan texted me and then uh, the head coach, Craig Berube, reached out as well. And um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. So. <laughs> and we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent the Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for game four of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for game four of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your ear, never wanting to leave the ice when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcast from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump, listen to Blue Notes, and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. All right, and we are back taking a look at these past couple of games. Let's look at the Carolina Hurricane game first, Chase. This one took place on Thursday. Unfortunately, it did not go our way. It was a one nothing loss in overtime, and Chase, we talked about it. This Carolina Hurricane team, very good, 
A lot of good forwards. Defense is great. However, goaltending, a little suspect. Goaltending was great in this game. Yeah, it's strange, really, because, like, like, Peter Mrazek has been a pretty decent player, uh, like, this season so far. He, you know, he had a shutout earlier in the year, had another shutout again tonight. Um, you know, he, he's someone, like, we're, Mike and I are in Detroit, so, you know, we grew up, or I grew up in Detroit's fan, and he still grew up knowing Detroit sports. Mrazek, he, he had a good little stint from the Red Wings to start struggling, went to Carolina, still didn't really figure it out, but... Maybe it's finally coming together for him this year. Like he, he looked good, thirty-two or thirty-two stopped, uh, playing against a high-powered offensive team like Tampa. I mean, you got to give the guy some credit. Yeah, absolutely. And we saw in the beginning of his career, he was named to the uh, All-Star Weekend, and that was his rookie year. He looked great, and then after the All-Star Weekend, he kind of just collapsed, and uh, that was really unfortunate for the Detroit Red Wings, but. Uh, ever since, you know, n- not many people thought of him as, you know, a, a really good starting goaltender, but he's definitely picking it up now. And if that is the case, then I don't know, does, does, does Chase go back and yelling at me for me having Carolina as the number one team in the division? I mean, I don't, I think you still have Tampa over him, but maybe you look at Carolina over Dallas instead, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Carolina, a, I, I just think they're such an exciting team with all their young players. Um, obviously, our Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, our players are a little bit older, but a little bit better, too. Uh, yep, in every single aspect of the game. But uh, they're, they're just such a fun and exciting team. And I was super excited to watch Ottawa, too, but they have been terrible this year. Yeah, I, I thought they were going to put up a little more of a fight than they have thus far, but yeah, Piers, that was wrong. Yeah, for sure. But uh, Chase, moving on to the next game, we got the Nashville Predators versus our Tampa Bay Lightning. This one started with a one nothing lead for the Nashville Predators, and we eliminated that quite quickly because in the second period, we rattled off four goals, one of them a very important goal marker, and that would be for Callum Foote. Yeah, Callum Foot first career goal. Uh, you know, good for him, man. That's it, it, pretty cool. I know I predicted it happen earlier in the season, but regardless, it happened finally. So gotta be happy for the dude. Uh, you know, foreign first round pick of ours. It's good to see him really filling in uh, his shoes as an NHL player. He's looking more and more comfortable every game. Hopefully, you know, very soon he's a legitimate top four guy for us. Yeah, Callum Foot and Steven Stankos pulled their best OV impersonations on that left dot. They just blasted a one T right past Pekka Rene. It was quite impressive. I think Stamkos' shot was a little bit better, but I mean, That's come on, Steven Stamkos. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't fault it. I mean, Callum Foot just a young kid. He'll get into it a little bit more uh, as he continues to develop. But a uh, really nice second period, and then the third period, Nashville made it close. And I saw some some Twitter folk upset with the fact that Vasilevsky let in, you know, a weak goal or two. I, I agree. The second goal was pretty weak. It got shot like right in his chest, slipped right between uh, his chest and his right arm, trickled right behind him. And then uh, Matthew Olivier was able to put it home, uh, get the rebound, put it home. That was his first career goal, too. So two Two career firsts. That's a uh, pretty impressive, uh, a great night. Um, but the Arvidsson goal, I, I thought, you know, he could have had not. It, it wasn't as bad as the second goal. But uh, I, I think that anyone who is hating on Vasilevsky for a couple bad goals in one game, um, you got to gotta look in the mirror because this guy's the best goalie in the league. 
Yeah, he for sure is. And, you know, he, he struggles a little bit sometimes. Like, every goalie struggles a little bit. We talked about this last year. You know, he had a lot of struggles. Then he ended up figuring out, putting together, and then dominated the rest of the year. Same type of thing. You, like, you got to expect the same type of thing to happen. You you let, you let him have his down games because they're going to happen. You can't expect him to be up all the time. And he's going to figure it out, figure out his consistency, figure out what's going to work for him the rest of the season. Then he'll dominate once again. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, and Chase, I don't know about you, but I was absolutely shocked with how chippy this game was. There was over 60 minutes of penalty minutes. There were 12 total power plays. Uh, something I didn't see coming, and now I just cannot wait to watch the Monday night game because will this continue? I hope so. I mean, it, it, it's just more fun that way. It really is. Like, I love the skilled game, but I'm a huge fan of physical hockey. Uh, give the team's power plays, you know, just like be chippy, like, all, all that stuff. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we will look at the Monday night game on Thursday's episode. But Chase, we have we have a great matchup coming forward, and that is with the Detroit Red Wings. We have them Wednesday night and then Friday night, and I am oh so excited because this Red Wing team. However, they did look good early on. They got two wins in their first four games with Bobby Ryan on fire. Recently, they haven't been able to do anything whatsoever. They are second to last in the league, very last in our division with a minus 14 diff goal differential. I, I think this is just going to be an absolute punishment for this Detroit team, and it's going to look oh so good because, you know, we're going back up against Stevie Y. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be a, a good thumping. It, it really should. Um, this, this Red Wings team is finally the team that we thought that, that they were. You know, they looked okay start of the year, but like, wow, they are they are bad. They are they are very bad. Uh, it, it should should be a couple of free wins for Tampa. You know, Stevie he helped build the Tampa Lightning team. You know, we we can't deny that he's he's the reason this team ended up winning a cup. Let's be real. Um, you know, sure, uh, a breeze ball. He made the great trades at the deadline to help build that cup team. But everything leading up to that spot was because of Steven Samkos or geez, Steve Eiserman. Um, so, so uh, Stevie uh, up in Detroit, you know, he's looking to do the same thing there. He's, you know, taking steps in the right direction. Obviously, this team was not going to be anything good this year, um, but it'll still feel good to get kind of revenge on him for leaving us. Yeah, absolutely. And Detroit currently giving up over three and a half goals per game. Uh, I expect that to get even worse when our Tampa Bay Lightning go up against them. Uh, just deadly players on our Tampa Bay Lightning team. And uh, it's 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 really not going to be a, a close series, at least in my mind. I mean, like we always say with hockey, you never really know. Someone can have a bad night and things can really flip on its head. But uh, I fully expect a 2-0 series. Um, Chase, I would assume you expect the same. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, in the week of or the month of Fe- oh my gosh, it's February first. As as of when everyone is listening, it's February first. Um, so happy February. Uh, it seems like this month has already gone by super quick, but maybe that's just because I'm old. I don't know. No, it, January went by way too quick. It did. 
Okay. So, uh, well, looking forward on our February schedule, we have, of course, the Predators on Monday. Like I said, we have Wednesday and Friday for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we got more Nashville games, more Carolina games, but we're also going to be able to bully little brother in the middle of the month. So that's going to be exciting. Excited to do a game preview for the Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning game. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode, Chase. We're going to end it on hockey name of the day. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get our buddy John Dahl in here to uh, do hockey name of the day with me because we're going to do it eventually, but he is just going to be terrible at it and I cannot wait. But uh, it looks like this young man is missing an H in his name. It should be Arthur, but apparently it's Arthur. Um, and then Drindrozik. So, yes, it's Artur because, you know, um, European countries usually don't use the H. So, Art Artur Drindrozik, like kind of like a J-ish sound. So, Artur Drindrozik. So, our boy, Artur, it's a Belarusian forward. Uh, he played a little bit over here in uh, North America, but not in any league that you'd see him in because he played in the Federal League for quite a few years. A little bit of time in the SPHL, too, but... Uh, yeah, not, not not a very special player. Currently playing in Belarus, uh, Neiman Grodno, probably the most prominent team over there. Uh, not very good, nine points for 30 games. N- don't expect to see him, you know, playing any big minutes anywhere anytime soon. So this will probably be the last time you ever hear his name. I, I feel like if he came over to play in the U.S., then he should have just, like, legally changed his name to Arthur instead of Arthur because, I mean, come on. If it makes you feel better, his... His AKA on Elite Prospects is Arthur. Oh, okay. That's fine. Or, like, if they just called him, like, Artie. Like, I'm cool with Artie. Artie. Artie, the Belarusian. Yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't sound wrong, does it? No, it does. (laughs) All right. Well, Chase, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, We hope you guys enjoyed. We will see you next third or no, this upcoming Thursday. I don't know why. We'll see you this upcoming Thursday. Chase, hit him with an outro. Okay. Uh, if you'd like to come on Patreon, on Patreon, we'd appreciate it as always. Uh, nothing necessary, not needed, but just another way to show us that you guys are interested in our content and our material. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Follow right at follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. You can get great content from all three of those Twitters. Uh, from us, you know, we'll tweet out new episodes. We'll tweet out uh, Tampa News, maybe a little banter online. Uh, on the Hockey Podcast Network, you'll find giveaways. They'll retweet anything prominent from any other podcasts in the network. Then WNP, you can look out for our primarily football episodes. Uh, we're, we'll do some hockey stuff probably coming up here soon, too, especially with the NFL season starting to wind up or wind down, I guess would be the right way to say that. But yeah, make sure to follow all three of those. Uh, make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. And do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks.